0: Boom. Welcome back to episode fourteen of the projection podcast with the two Gs, Max Mill and the big man.
1: Hamish hey, MacArthur. Boom. I didn't know if you were <laughs> waiting for me, but yeah. I guess I'm the big man now. You've always been the big man. Well I I wasn't I was tiny. Yeah. I used to be taller I was than you. Tiny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not that long ago, either. Like, when we were still both on, like, the British team and going to competitions and stuff together, we were pretty similar heights.
0: Yeah, I think that was, like, 2017, wasn't it?
1: Or twi- Yeah, Christ. It's just weird. I already grew. Yeah, you shut up, man. I've, I spoke, <laughs> I spoke to Aaron Mark about
0: this. I don't think I've... I've never had a growth spot. I have just, like grew little bits like over time and i feel like that's actually kind of good in a way because i haven't had like problems with you on you have a big growth spurt and you don't know where your limbs are or like at risk of injury because your growth pace are just like expanded and stuff so i'm pretty lucky in that respect yeah. because i've just been able to climb freely forever basically
1: yeah, that is very lucky, very. Lo- about, uh from like growing and all that, you do learn some other stuff that helps you like adaptability mm-hmm. and getting more in touch with your body and kinesthetics and all that. But yeah, it just is what it is.
0: It is pros and cons to every situation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, open mind, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, you can always yeah, find some benefit and some negative. Just depends what you all want to see.
0: Yeah, man. Um, what is it? Climbing walls are supposed to be opening on the twenty fifth of July.
1: Yeah, I know that's exciting for everyone but me. I'll be away <laughs> on the twenty fifth. <25th. laughs> um, so yeah, everyone else will be able to go and enjoy the UK walls with. The liquid chalk liquid chalk only, and I don't know what else policies people have, but to me it's probably quite strict is yeah. it is it liquid chalk only I didn't even know that uh yeah, there's some so it's not to do like there's I was speaking to the owner of a war the other day, and he was saying like it's a common myth that people think liquid chalk is gonna be the like liquid chalk only policy because it's, like, however many percent alcohol, like, there's a chalk brand that did, like, a new 8% alcohol liquid chalk, and that's supposed to be a hand sanitizer, and, like, kills all the germs on your hands, but he said that that's bullshit. Apparently, there's been studies done now, and it's to do with, like, normal chalk, um, because it's, like, particles, and there's so much of it in the air, and, like, like viruses and stuff can hang on to the... Those particles in the air, so it's not to do with liquid chalk being great, so with normal chalk being pretty awful for. Wow, uh, whatever, like passing it on. So yeah, yeah.
0: what ha- have you ever thought about chalk being bad for your lungs?
1: Yeah, many many times. Have you? <laughs> and we don't really have any, um, like, people to study really, because I mean, all the old school climbers. Climbed outside. Uh, climbed outside and there isn't such a high concentration of chalk in the air mm-hmm. um so yeah chalk probably isn't going to be great for your lungs and i think there is a disproportionate amount of climbers with asthma i'm not sure whether that's because people with asthma go into climbing or whether you go into climbing and then develop asthma <laughs> uh, so yeah wow. maybe maybe there is something there
0: that's crazy i You got yeah. asthma because of climbing. I'm
1: joking. Well, I say a disproportionate amount, that's just from personal experience. And like, a lot of the like elite level climbers I know like on the British team competing all over the world, I have asthma. Like, and I don't think there's many sports where you get that.
0: Like yourself, isn't it, Stephen?
1: Yeah, Sammy, Sam Butterworth. Uh, yes. Yeah, a weirdly high amount
0: yeah
1: my lungs are all good apparently i hope (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) we'll see we'll see i was also having this thought um because of asthma like when i'm on a run or something and i run what three times a week because i can't get like physically get as much oxygen into my lungs is essentially like wearing an altitude mask I think so it probably makes the running harder but I get uh better cardiovascular gains from it because I'm my like lungs uh exchange and all that is having to be way more efficient to make up for the lack of oxygen getting into my lungs
0: yeah for sure
1: you, yeah that's just a thought I was having when I was running you gotta be I wonder if it's true or not
0: you gotta be fitter to be the same as other people who isn't asthmatic in it?
1: maybe yeah exactly yeah yeah for sure it doesn't really hold you back in climbing though Uh, i mean sometimes on the lead route like i'll get down and i'll not be able to breathe that well but i suppose it probably does have quite a big effect but i mean it's it's all right i'm doing all right
0: yeah you're second in the world bro so you're not you're not that shabby
1: (laughs) (laughs) no in bouldering i don't think it's any like affect at all uh, but lead potentially potentially
0: Mm. um yeah do you know that idea of reviewing our old performances we should tell that well i'm telling it now so me and hamish had this idea of um like just watching our old performances back and just like giving commentary on that and, yeah, I think that'd be a cool idea to do and if you just want that then say, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't say that in case people steal our ideas.
1: Yeah, they probably will. We started a podcast and within about 24 hours every single other person was. <laughs> uh, I'll be fine. Uh, we've said that now so, if anyone else does this before us we know they're just sheep. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah, we're, like, having a video. So, say, World Championship Finals for me, bouldering and Max. Um, so, we'd watch it, and we'd just, like, do a playback of the finals of us on the blocks and just give more insight than a commentator can, like, what we were feeling, what we knew at that point from in isolation, what the holds were like, the blocks were like to actually climb, and do a breakdown of it like that, so way more in-depth than you get by just watching a live stream. I mean, yeah, we think that'd be really interesting to watch. I know I'd watch it if someone else was doing it. Yeah, I think it would just be interesting. no one else do it.
0: Or sound as well. I want to just, like, I want to see what you were thinking during World Champs, like, compared to what I was thinking and feeling. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that'd
1: be really interesting. Uh, For sure, for sure. So, yeah, we've got some other stuff planned. Max has been out. He's back in Scotland now. He's been... Out sending some hard stuff outdoors, so uh potentially releasing some of that footage uh for you guys to see so yeah
0: yeah I did some what was it so I went outdoors after like my board session of like two weeks ago no last week maybe and I um was just looking about and I was like there's this cave where this is like v nine and you use this block and then you got the right but like in the cave at the other side there's no bike there's not been a boulder there so I was looking at the holds I tried to move and so I was like oh pretty hard and then I tried to like to figure out what I needed to do Now I went back and tried it again and I figured out exactly what I needed to do and I took a rest day because I was like if I have a rest day then I have a better chance of doing it but on my rest day bro I felt so sore and my like, forearms are so tired my hips are tight and i was like i am not gonna recover and i'm gonna probably be worse because i feel like sometimes like having that rest is really important but having that maybe a lighter session might be better because you just do some activity and you move and the blood flow just goes through and that can take away some inflammation but anyway i went back felt okay a bit tight and sore but just sent a block and yeah I think it's probably about 8B I'm not sure pretty hard, it was
1: cool yeah, we need some else to go and do it but I'm guessing there aren't that many 8B climbers in no, Aberdee. Tim probably Tim's, a couple. Done, Tim's
0: gone done a lot of 8As and 8A pluses and done some 8C routes and stuff and he tried that a while back but like using a block for your foot, and he was like oh i think this would be like at least eight eighty plus with the big block for a foot but i didn't use the block so it's around How that tall grade, is
1: this tim guy oh i think he's taller than me but he's got shorter arms than me oh, he's okay so t- a small guy still he, yeah
0: he's small he's got okay. tiny arms both t-rex because
1: yeah, i've seen the video and that that like cut loose it looks pretty hard not to dab if you're a big guy. Yes. I swear. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not one for me, but <laughs> I'll go and give it a go. Yeah, for
0: sure. Nah, man. Some of the blocks here, like, I didn't really, I didn't used to, like, love climbing outside in Aberdeen because it's like, there's nothing hard enough. All the blocks are, like, easy. It goes up to, like, seven C and there's, like, a few A's, And when I did the A's, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to train and just yeah forget about outdoors but in reality there's heaps of hard stuff and there's still hard stuff to be done which is harder than the blocks already done but it's like I had to go look for it or do my own links or just explore and that's what I prefer to do anyway I'd like I really enjoy just having this piece of rock which no one else has done and trying to find a way which suits my style or suits me or doesn't suit me I'm just doing the blocking I just find that so pure and satisfying it's cool
1: yeah yeah I really want to go and do first of sense and discover stuff I was listening to some TED talk with like a skateboarder called Rodney Mullen he's done quite a lot of talks and really good public speaker and he was like what he like invented like a ridiculous amount of tricks and skateboarding and stuff that people haven't been able to repeat since and thought were impossible. he's like a pretty crazy guy uh just in general he's yeah very enthusiastic and pretty wild and he was sa- like he was saying he entered i can't remember how many it was but like world championships for freestyle skateboarding and it was something like twenty five and he'd won twenty four out of twenty five of them. And like he was, he was like insane, at that. But then he was, he was saying towards the end he was just doing it to defend the title. He'd lost that, uh, creativity that he, like, interested him in in the sport in the first place, was being able to, go out with this piece of wood on some wheels and create stuff that no one's ever done before. Uh. So yeah, he, at that point, he decided that that was enough and he wanted to go back to um creating even if that meant giving up sponsorship deals from winning all these competitions and all that just to revert to that ability to create something new and express yourself through that which i think is similar to outdoor climbing in a way is finding a bit of rock and that no one else has ever climbed before and climbing it and getting to the top and then having that legacy for other people to follow for sure
0: and it totally is like expressing yourself and being creative because when like me and tim when we're looking at some boulders we think so different and i f- think a lot like more 3d and stuff and i'm i bring my comp climbing and them skills into my outdoors as well which i think really helps and i do like like there's this 7b plus or whatever or maybe it's like no i did this 7c which hadn't been repeated yet and it was tim tim's block georgie boy he did it in um he used to get taken the piss out of because he wore george as the uh chinos climbing or whatever because they were cheap and easy to buy and and he was like <laughs> and no one else could do this boulder and he did it in george as the um trousers he called it georgie boy which I thought was funny, but yeah, I did that second ascent, and on the last move, it's like this, you have this undercut for right hand, and this small left hand hold, and you're like, feet under a lip, and you have to flick out, and hit, um, like, just the top, which is quite flat, but it's good, and he was, I was on it, and he's like, oh yeah, just flick, and you take a massive swing, but I, like, As I jumped, I really squeezed my core and kept my feet almost under the roof the whole time and just, like, caught the toe, and it just completely took the swing away, and it was just, like, controlling it. And, yeah, that's, like, a skill which I've learned from climbing indoors, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, and that reminded me of something else which Rodney Mullen was talking about, And that is to get a second ascent of something. Um, It's so much easier than getting the first ascent. And he was obviously talking about that in skateboarding terms. That he would do a trick that's never been done before. And it would take him like days and days and days trying it over and over again. And he'd finally land it. And he'd put the video out. And everyone would go crazy. And then within a couple, like within a day or two, he would get... Like videos of like r- random people and from all over the world repeating this trick and he was at first shocked like because it took him so long and he's one of the best skateboarders in the world and it and then he was yeah saying that it isn't because they're better skateboarders than him it's because they've seen that it's possible and that's like half of the battle is when you're inventing something is no is like trying to get into your head that it is possible and that it's something that you can do. And I think, say, Burden of Dreams for Nali, that was something that he didn't know he would do. So that is another thing playing on your mind. But if someone else goes to try and repeat it, they know it's possible. They've seen a video of another human being built with two legs and two arms uh, getting to the top of that from the floor. Uh, So, yeah, that's makes it so much easier is just having that confidence that it is possible and that's what makes you yeah, doing something for the first time so much more challenging
0: for sure even in like competitions when you have your route demo for the first compared to what goes up because he'd be at such a disadvantage if he hadn't seen anybody do it because he wouldn't feel like it might not be possible because he hasn't seen anybody you know what I mean? And then other competitors who are out later, they can see other people climb it, but they also get the beat and stuff, but knowing it is possible is huge, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I, I. If I go in a boulder context as well, if I hear a boulder has been topped by pretty much everyone, although you feel way more pressure to go and do it, you're probably more likely to do it than if you weren't sure just because you n- know without any uncertainty that you are physically capable of doing that climb and getting to the top of it so yeah, it that instead of it if you're first out and you see it and you're thinking okay i don't know if this is going to be an easy one i don't know if this is going to be a hard one uh you pro- might be a bit more cautious or not take as many risks And it's just, yeah, battling in your head whether you're going to do it or whether it's best to rest more and prioritise the next blocks over that one. So it does definitely help. If you can hear audience reaction and if there's a commentator, uh, that definitely helps you just be, yeah, more aware of what's actually going on.
0: Yeah, I I agree as well. For sure. And, yeah, I just... I I get these moments, as I don't know if you get you probably get it as well, but, you know, when you're just climbing, and then you just get that feeling, and you're just like, I love this, you know, I get that a lot nowadays, you know, when you, I feel like, because I'm more, the training is so hard, so I'm just get tired, but then, when you have them sessions where you just, you're flowing and feeling good, it's just, you just feel like you love it so much, I don't know. I get that
1: a lot. Yeah, I get that, and I'm get starting to get that in competitions now. I remember in Impst, and uh, in like both qualifications and the final, just grinning halfway up, and just like not being able to stop smiling because of how cool it was, and like how good I felt. Probably because I was enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely something to aim towards. Is being able to enjoy the moment even when there's like stuff at stake even when there's a competition to be won to still be able to enjoy that individual sensation of being on a wall like 10 meters 15 meters up in the air with a big crowd below you and like it's just you they're all focusing on you and you're just focusing on whatever amount of the climb is left and that individual move that you're doing, that's such a pure feeling. Uh, yeah, it's very euphoric when you get that. It's quite rare, I think, for me at the moment, but I'm working towards getting that full-time.
0: Yeah, it's just like completely having that love for your craft in it, which is... Like, I, I, In my Stalkers boot it says that he's like loving your craft and try, trying to enjoy it and i feel like you know when you listen to them like some music as well and it just gets you in a happy mood and then you go and climb and you bring this happiness to the climbing i feel like i perform so well like it's not even like i f- I'm feel strong it's just that i'm happy and i'm moving well and i'm just like having fun with it and it's just i just make up some crazy boulders and it's just it just is more enjoyable as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I used to always, before finals, listen to music that got me really psyched up. Uh, and then it was Joe again who'd spoken about quite a bit, and I'd be going away with him a week to Spain. And it was him that, like, made me change from that habit into just listening to music that makes me happy. Mm. No matter what it is, just just stuff that makes me smile and yeah that makes such a difference to me and it was probably from that moment on along with other things I discovered but that definitely helped me find that uh, ability to just enjoy the climbing for the climbing and that in itself distracts you from whatever's at stake the fear of losing of being embarrassed by all this like, you just don't really think about that when you're, you're... Like, the worst case scenario... Okay, this is how I thought about it. So, I go into a competition and I'm just completely enjoying it, you know? Like, I'm just enjoying that. That's all I'm focusing on is enjoying the climbing and trying to get high on it so I can do some more climbing. The higher you get, the more climbing you do. Um. So, when you're just enjoying that, the worst case scenario is... You don't do well at the competition, but you've still enjoyed the climb. That's like, if you enjoy the climb, the worst case is you've had like what five minutes, four minutes of like total beauty in this amazing city wherever you are in the world, and you're on these like holds that are so well designed and feel so cool. And this movement that root setters have designed specifically for you. And you're just enjoying that and enjoying the whole experience of it all. That's the worst case scenario, is you have all that and then you get down and you don't make finals or you don't make semifinals. And then you still get to go and enjoy the rest of the competition experience, like cheering on people, meeting different people from all over the world. You still get all that. And then obviously the best case scenario is you get all that and then on top of that you get... A gold medal that's the best case scenario so there's not too much difference between them uh, if you actually spend the effort to focus on the moment instead of the whole competition that was
0: very beautiful beautifully put but i feel like that is focusing on the whole competition and where if you're just focusing on the goal that's focusing on that one part yeah. It? yeah
1: that's better said yeah yeah for sure i meant focus on, instead of focusing on the outcome of the yeah. competition focus on the whole competition and the individual moment because they're very intertwined the individual moment and the whole experience because if you focus all completely on the individual moment then in a way you are focusing on the whole competition it's only when you take yourself out of the moment that you start to lose track of what's actually going on and what's important
0: for sure bro I was, I was that was so nicely put i was just sitting there smiling and visualizing competing again which is sick. oh
1: yeah i want you so much just that discomfort yep i want to find that again i want to find oh yeah all of these speaking about yeah
0: i'm not you go i was going to say speaking about discomfort after I sent boulder I went me and Stephen went and jumped in the the North Sea. Well in this little like pool of water which is like the tide was quite high so like the seawater was coming in and coming out the other side. So it was pretty cold. And this like Stephen doesn't really practice the um cold water um stuff a lot so when he jumped in his natural reaction was like everyone's was like to get out of the water straight away and just, like, swim, and he lost his breath, and he didn't focus on getting the breath back, where, when I jumped in, I just nasal-breathed, calmed down and chilled, and you can actually enjoy it a lot more. And that's just such a good, like, I love having that skill, man. (laughs) It was just funny to see him jump in, and then just go, "Ah, It's so cold!
1: Yeah, we've come a long way from when we both turned blue in Wales. We've talked about that a before. <laughs> uh, in it? some lagoon in Wales. It was probably summertime probably as well. It and was. Just, we, just, we just turned, like, honestly, there's a picture of it. <laughs> We just have no colour in us at all. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I know. And it was
0: like we were so determined to just stay in and keep swimming but Kira's mom yeah. and my brother was like, I think you should just come out because you said blue. And
1: they were like, no, it's fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that. But yeah, it's cool. It's crazy how like your physiological responses changes as well. Like I'm sure you didn't turn blue in Scotland, even though it's way colder there. Um, and it's not even just like, you're able to tolerate the pain, it's like you don't feel it like you physiologically don't have the same response. you don't yeah, like basically constrict and you don't do all of this as as much as such a degree uh I've heard this like referred to as fire walking before it, in the sense that like um you know people who walk on hot coals and it's kind of like a show, yeah, have you seen that sort of thing yeah it's sick um. Like it, it can be done properly. A lot of it, I think, is hoax. But there's a few um, like people who can do it properly through like really, really deep meditation, and they get in this trance state where they can walk on it and they don't feel it. Wow! And not only do they not feel the pain, but they don't get blisters from it, even though they're walking on boiling hot coals. Like your physiological response is not there, even though naturally. Of course it would be, but it's you that creates the blisses in response to that in order to protect yourself and put a layer of air between your like soft tissue and the hot stimulus. So yeah, that's pretty amazing to me that your mind has such such control over your like physical response to something. So if you can reprogram it but you know that's a pretty amazing thing to be able to do
0: that's that's just like progress in climbing and sport as well isn't it like as you get better like that you know our physical response of doing a 6a boulder compared to an 8a boulder but as we get better and better the harder boulders start to feel as easy as the easy ones i guess that's kind of the same thing is it is it the same thing
1: oh no (laughs) i don't i don't think i think this m- this is more totally getting dead. out of your head instead of yeah. instead of learning because when like now we're physically stronger we've got more muscle mass when we we're doing six A's. okay yeah you know, you've got better technique i think is yeah, more focused on the fact that nothing changes apart from the fact that you're not thinking about standing on hot coals yeah like that's the only real difference is that you're in this complete trance and you're not thinking about that, mm-hmm. You're not thinking about anything ideally. that's cool. So, yeah,
0: um, I'm with what I was gonna add you know, with the cold water stuff we've been doing, that has like mm-hmm. made me more resilient to hot water as well. I feel, but I don't feel, I think, yeah,
1: it's probably made you more resilient. Full stop, mm, yeah, I don't think it's water specific <laughs> either. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean like oh yeah yeah 100 uh, yeah 100 yeah like I'd
0: probably be able to hold, pull through sharper handholds as well
1: sure. yeah yeah okay. yeah definitely I just I've got so much I can tolerate so much more pain now than when I started trying even this year yeah uh, I don't know how like yeah also this is something that I think means i've got a pretty high pain threshold something that helped me train for that like what i didn't really want to um there's a couple things um one like climbing related one it's just i've got awful skin Like naturally i've just i bleed at pretty much every competition Uh, i've just naturally got really like i don't know i guess it's soft but then i don't know it just goes quickly so, I used to just have such bad skin, and then fingerboarding with bad skin, I'm like doing repeated hangs when it's like six o'clock in the morning, it's dark, and you got to go to school. And it's just, it's pretty like undescribable agony. I don't really feel now. My skin's, I've got a better skin routine, although I don't really have a big one. It's, I have definitely do some stuff that helps it. Um, and yeah, it was like, it just feels like you're just pushing on your bone because my skin was just so thin and it was just sliding off and it was like disgusting for hours and I would just do that and I'd be in so much sometimes I couldn't complete a set because not because I was tired or like my fingers were unfolding on the edge or whatever but just because it was too painful Uh, so I (laughs) had to work through that quite a lot which just means that now if I've got a little bit of bad skin I don't really mind like I've been there i've felt that i used to have to climb i used to climb with tape on every finger every session um just to allow my skin to heal because otherwise it would just stay bad so i'd have to do every session with tape on for maybe two weeks and then my skin would be good enough to go to a competition Uh, so yeah there's stuff like that which definitely makes me (laughs) yeah
0: makes you tougher I remember when I was tougher. That's the word. training with you at Red Goat and we both had, like, bad skin. And I'm not, used, like, I have pretty good skin, so when it's not, like, yeah, I've got pretty good skin, but that was, like, really bad. And that's, like, your level of pretty okay, I guess. And you were climbing with tape on and I was climbing with tape on. And I couldn't do shit because, like, I wasn't, I'm not used to climbing with tape, so I'm, like, sliding off and I'm just, like, I can't. I couldn't use the level of try-hardness. I'll use that now. <laughs> that I needed to, which you already unlocked, I feel. Because you're so used to climbing with that tape. I remember that. Because uh, you would do... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember something similar, which um, Mark said, or maybe Aiden said. I was at City Block, and I had, like, bleeding skin. I had tape on every finger. I think it was Aiden Dunn's first session with Precision. There, and he was climbing, and he had bad skin, and he was saying like to Mark, "Ah, oh, like I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm not doing well, so I got bad skin. Like look how much tape I got on." and Then Mark was saying, "Look at, look at She's always got, he's always got no skin," and then Aiden was saying that that helps him a lot to just like grit his teeth and get through it. Yeah, for sure,
0: man. And I I feel like that session with you, seeing that you just climb with tape so much just help me as well because i'm just like yeah i'm just gonna dig deep but outdoors man sometimes like the other day i was like okay i'm gonna warm up with um with tape on so when i'm on the prods my skin's a bit more fresher i could not climb any warm-ups in tape (laughs) but so i might have to revisit that and learn because man that was hard that was really hard
1: When I go outdoors, my skin gets so much better. Yeah. But- like so much tougher and not sweaty as much and just like harder surface. And Yeah, that's that's good for me, I think, to get outdoors more. And like when I go outdoors, I don't really struggle with skin too much, but it's just on indoors and fiberglass. Like for every competition final, I warm up with tape. I climb in tape quite a lot of finals as well. So, yeah just how it is and it's alright like it's not really too much of a handicap uh, yeah and it's obviously benefits as I've just said in my like, in training I can push through it more now just because I've gone through that mm-hmm. toughness
0: bro toughness
1: yeah resilience. that's what Ross would call it the art
0: of resilience
1: that's a book I think what does he call yeah it is he describes it as wintering i think yes and he tells us st- tells a story of uh was it greek yeah greek warriors who always fought their battles in the spring or summer and they would train in the winter just to get toughened up basically for it so it didn't feel too bad when they were out there sweating in the nice weather in the summer it's insane isn't it yeah it was so that's weird that, that actually happened. That there were people. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Training,
0: what kind of like, just getting tougher for killing
1: other people. <laughs> yeah, that's, mad. that's weird that those people actually existed. I know, and not that long ago. Like in the grand scheme of things, ridiculously close to us. Mm-hmm. In like however many thousand years. I don't know how long like how long ago was it? Two thousand years or something. That's nothing. Two thousand years and human like modern day humans have been alive for two hundred thousand years. How mad is that that they were just still going out and killing people? <laughs> just
0: Well I guess there's still wars going on nowadays, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I just I mean I felt I felt like how much the tech technological development has happened in the last 50 years oh yeah that's ridiculous like if you look in the 2000 years ago as i just said they didn't have i it'd be barely recognizable today and if one of those guys came up now they'd have no idea what anything does they just wouldn't have a clue oh yeah just like if
0: they saw us like if they saw what we had now Back in the day, they probably think we were aliens or some stuff. Um, oh gods! Yeah, or oh gods! Ooh. You know what? You you sent me that photo of the huge bat yesterday, which is how, <laughs> <laughs> how big is yeah. how big is the bat? Like two meters,
1: a meter now. It has a wingspan of like one point seven meters. Bro, that's mad. Th- that's what, <laughs> that's what I mean. If
0: people saw that, pe- that's why vampires probably exist because they saw huge bats. What like yeah. human size and like oh that's a that's a bat no that's like vampire that's like yeah a human. and like
1: yeah. we have stuff like the are just naturally scared. like if you look at all the children's books or something like the e like the evil in those you always have like a good character and an evil character it's always a monster or a, I don't know something like a bit something bear like yeah isn't it it's not something that looks like a human even though we're by far the most dangerous species is always something like a big bear or a spider or a snake, like an evil snake. And that's just because that's so like, ingrained in us that that is scary, yeah. like probably through evolution. It was Joe Rogan, I don't think there's anything in this theory, but he was talking about what was it? Um, like genetic memory or something like that. Um, but yeah, and that's just crazy that. Like the actual threats to us, like it isn't really perceived as a threat until you get to like fifteen, sixteen years old, and you start actually realizing what's scary, and all those like you never. I as a child, I thought piranhas were something you know. Piranhas were something that I'd have to worry about. They were like quite high on the list <laughs> of stuff that I'd have to, I'd have to fear in my life, but. To this day, I've never encountered a piranha, um, and I probably won't. But I'm always going to ca- encounter people, and probably people who aren't too nice. Uh, so, yeah, I just think that's pretty weird. How that's drilled yeah. into us to be scared of these natural, or well, everything's natural, I guess, but these animals that I'm never going to see in my life, most likely. It's just
0: like sharks, as well, innit? Jaws
1: yeah and they're not even that violent i don't think no. I don't, like the amount of shark attacks that happen is tiny i think especially like unprovoked ones more people die from cows than
0: sharks I, and i'm not scared yeah. of cows
1: no <laughs> should be i should be yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah that probably applies to a wider as well, just being scared of things that don't actually happen in real life or thinking you have control over whether they do, I'm being scared I'm on a bit of a rant now but that reminded me of that Just that thought just reminded me of something that I've been thinking lately which you might want to input on um, and that was okay, so I, how, I'll ask you a question first, how often um do you in the day do you think think about the training you've got to do and think about how much you're not going to enjoy it like if you've got a really horrible training set in the day do you think oh no i've got to do this in an hour or this is going to be painful i've got to do that for sure two hours or whatever everybody i feel like everybody has
0: done that for sure yeah
1: i think everybody does that but then i was thinking okay we're very disciplined people i think and just because it hurts doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So say I've got this horrible training set in an hour's time. I know that in two hours' time I will have done it, no matter how painful it was. Like, I'm going to get through it because that's just what I do. Um, and then I've recently just stopped thinking, because when you know that you're going to do it and nothing's really going to stop you from doing it, you that's kind of a certainty. I will do it. it doesn't matter how much it hurts. It doesn't matter. All of this. I'm going to do this and it'll be done. Then you don't need to worry about it anymore because worrying about it doesn't help in any way with anything because it's going to be done. So yeah, I've recently just, if I ever think like, Oh no, I've got to do this later. I think I don't need to worry about it because you're going to choose to worrying about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm always going to choose the option of doing it over not doing it and sitting inside and having a hot chocolate or whatever. I'm always going to choose to do it because i know it's best for me Mm -hmm. so once you know that you don't need to worry about it you don't need to think about how much it's going to hurt you don't need to do any of this because it will be done and then you can have your hot chocolate or whatever you want
0: yep that happened to me yesterday bro well kinda not really i was about to do core then i was at um the wall which Donna's, I've been training at Donna's since being in Scotland, shout out D-Bomb, because fucking training for the 30s there is sick, and yeah, I was just like, I just said like, Thomas was outside, and I was like, oh, do you want to do core with me, and he he was like, nah, I've been working all day, and then I was like, okay, cool, I was like, oh, i got to do core or something like this, and Then he was like, Max, you better do it I was like, I just turned around, I was like, bro, do you actually think I would not do core, and he's like, Nah, I know you win. I was just trying to get you more of it. I was like, yeah, well, it might have worked, so I'm ready to do it right now. But, yeah, it just, them thoughts just always, well, maybe they don't have to always happen, but.
1: No, they definitely don't. They're not helpful. They only decrease your quality of life, don't they? You never think, oh, no, I've got to do this, and then suddenly you feel euphoric, do you? It's, (laughs) It's when you can just free yourself of that in the knowledge that you've got the drive to do it anyway and it's going to happen and thinking about it doesn't do anything
0: nah and i did it and i enjoyed it it was fun
1: because yeah yeah
0: that's rare i love it that used to always happen to me when i was like when i was like a teen like when i was like 13 14 i kind of maybe i i don't know if i'd lost the love for it a little bit but i was just like yeah my hormones were I was crazy and i'd always be like oh, i can't be arsed i was i don't want to do i was so negative i wasn't sleeping well i wasn't doing all of these things so i wasn't building a good base to be a motivated and live a good life probably and then my attitude was pretty negative so i'd always and um, just say to my dad i can't be arsed i don't want to train and he'd be like okay then i'm not taking it i was like nah take me and then i'd get there and I would have such good sessions, and I enjoy it so much every single time. But every day, like the next day, I'd be like, I don't want to go. And then I get there, and I'd love it. And that happened quite, a, quite a lot when I was like just 14. I don't know why, but it did.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty normal. It's going through this development phase to where we are now. That's what counts. Yeah, man. It's not just being told what to think it's actually going through that and having the thoughts for yourself that yeah is important
0: 100 i catch myself so much as well or like i see my family getting an annoyed at such little things i'm like i like, you, you, you could just take a breath and move on like it's you dropped you spilled a bit of water it's not a bad thing it will it's okay but when i try and say anything,
1: yeah. they just fucking scream at me. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> quite often I find that, and now I just stay out, I just find it quite funny sometimes. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like some, yeah, some people do that, and they get so worked up about tiny things or even quite big things they get really worked up about, mm-hmm. but you either can do something about it and then you should do something about it or you can't do something about it and it's already happened and then there's no point in getting worked up about it because it's happened. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite funny when you see people getting so, so like angry and angry at themselves for spilling a drop of water, as you just said, um, or angry at the world for something that is in the grand scheme of things not terrible. Um, See, so yeah, I, f- I find that something that everyone should learn, but you can't really force on people, because I, as you have, Makes I've tried to say, and I've tried to say, just, look, it's only any drink of water. It could be way worse. And like, That's, no, no. But yeah. Just got to let them figure it out for themselves, I guess. Yeah, man. But, yeah,
0: it's, it's funny sometimes, isn't it? But... Mm.
1: Oh. But we're probably the same to yeah, some are. other people. Like, sure. like they probably see us getting all worked up about climbing competitions and we're the same. But because we're so in ourselves in a sense that they are, they can't see what we're seeing and we can't see what they're seeing just because we're speaking different languages. Um, not literally, of course. Uh, but yeah, when you're so involved in your own head, you can't, you can't really see anything else.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't even. You can't see what. Their head, either. Like, if you're in their perspective, maybe, like, us dropping a bowl to, to the last hold is their equivalent of dripping a. Dropping a, um, a cup full of water. Imagine. Yeah. That'd be. crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was. Also, we're watching I was watching a film the other day that Stephen recommended to me called mid 90s uh, on Netflix about skateboarding again Same. um and there's this moment in it where this kid was being a bit of a brat basically and this this older guy was saying to him like like in the like the group that they were hanging around in their little the little skater crew and this kid was being a brat and this this guy was probably i think he was 17 or 18 and he was a bit wiser than him and he was saying like look at everyone else in this group like this guy can't afford socks and he's like one of the poorest guys i know this guy's like mom's a d- drug addict or whatever and, and like your problem your problem isn't bad compared to all of these people that you're surrounded by who aren't complaining about it and like if i drop a boulder problem and i'm actually like really upset and like not just in the moment but if i'm actually angry about it and upset about it it's pretty selfish and pretty ridiculous it's fine to have that reaction because it is important to me for uh, whatever reason that i want to get to the top of this climb but to hold onto that instead of just letting it pass and to have that um hold you back and like shove it in people's faces how angry you are and telling everyone oh it's stupid i should have topped it all of this like you're probably telling people who have way way worse things going on in your in their lives and that's just yeah pretty selfish
0: it's counterproductive to growing as well i feel and actually seeing it and learning from it just being in that drought of negativity and just focusing on that instead of seeing what you did wrong straight away i think as well
1: yeah definitely
0: um yeah. i was gonna add like on my, the boulder which i did like even when i got to the top of it there's been previous boulders where i'm like but i go like i st- i used to celebrate heaps and just like go crazy but i don't need to do that it kind of takes away from the moment of just realizing you got to the top of it i can sit there calmly look out to the sea and just be there and enjoy it with a smile on my face instead of going absolutely crazy you know and i did yeah, that i love
1: that so much i did that yeah.
0: like you see it in the video i sent you don't you i just sat there and steven's like bro
1: bro i'm just like man that was on edge <laughs>
0: and i just sat there yeah. and i was like yeah cool
1: yeah that i think that's the best reaction you can have to something like that. Some people when they go on a podium or whatever, they go mental and they're cheering and they're looking around at everyone and grinning and making eye contact. But for me, I was just wanting to appreciate that moment, not to remember it later, not for anything other than appreciating that moment as something that's quite rare. Uh, Maybe you don't get the option every day to stand on a podium I have someone give you a medal and i just wanted to uh look out into the distance and notice how it feels instead of bombarding myself with new stimuli because you've got enough already there that you just need to interpret and drill into yourself yeah
0: yeah bro like right? endorphins would be going like off from on one already you'd be high as a kite <laughs> you don't need to scream and shout you just have to sit there and enjoy it bro it's quite nice. That's just yeah. something new I've learned, like this year, I feel. Which.
1: Is, yeah, me too. It's so I nice. I feel like I've learned so much this year. Yeah, being you, bro. Compared right? to previously.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's good. It's really good. I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, me too. Steep learning curve. It's yeah. what you need. One
0: hundred. Right. Do you have anything else you want to add? because we've done Mm, quite a
1: lot not really, just if people haven't already watched our little uh, video that we made, go watch that Um, it's funny don't take it too seriously (laughs) we're not trying to be anything else, it's just yeah, filmed on phone cameras, edited on free editing software Uh, but it's pretty good I think we've got good feedback so far, people seem to really like it yeah, man. Just giving an insight into how me and Max trained together in lockdown. So yeah, go check that out on the Projection Podcast YouTube channel. Yeah, boy. Uh, share it about. That'll be so helpful if you just put something on your story or something like that. Just so more people can watch it. Uh, hopefully get some psych from it. And yeah, um, I'll be going to Spain in uh, eight days which is pretty oh. scary i haven't left york yet. i'm driving to spain is quite a distance that is it? amazing um uh, so yeah i'll be going to spain uh, me and joe are going to make a movie. a little video about that something a bit different to what people have seen so far in climbing videos we're uh, planning it all out at the moment we've got some good ideas so yeah um keep looking out for that i don't know when that'll be i'll probably be quite a while off editing that um max has got some footage to do as well to release yeah so we're gonna have a think about that how to release it um that sort of thing but yeah just keep i don't know keep updating uh we'll be posting stuff and yeah hope you enjoyed this episode
0: peace out everyone and yeah see you next week
1: yeah, see you in a bit. Peace.